You're listening to a message from Gateway Church Geelong. We hope it blesses you. For more information about Gateway, visit gc.org.au. Has anyone here experienced an earthquake? So, let me just bring to you the scientific thing of what happens when an earthquake takes place. I have to read this because I'm not a scientist. So what happens is the tectonic plates, which are always slowly moving, get stuck at their edges due to friction. When the stress on the edge overcomes the friction, there is an earthquake that releases energy in waves that travel through the Earth's crust and cause the shaking that we feel. But for me, layman's terms is there is a shift. You know, I've experienced two earthquakes when I was in the last 10 years, when I was in Christchurch many years ago, after that whole first round of the earthquakes they had, I was woken up to an earthquake and it actually really scared me. And I'm not someone that normally gets frightened, but I was like, oh, that really, um, really, really scared me. And even though it was only probably about a three point something on the Richter scale, I was like, oh, wow, oh, I really felt that. And the other time was last year in the September holidays. I was sleeping because I was on holidays. When I was woken up to this shaking, I'm thinking, what, what's going on? Why is that thing in, in the room just moving, back, swaying back and forth? And I thought, is it really windy outside? Like, what is going on? I thought, no, that can't make the insides shake like that. So with these two experiences of earthquakes, I had two completely different responses. The first earthquake, I just felt so uneasy and scared. And from then on, the next few nights when I slept there, I was like this uneasiness. Is something going to happen? Is, something, is another earthquake going to take place? But the second one, I was actually quite excited. And I rang people. I texted people. Oh, my goodness, did you experience that? What just happened? So two completely different responses to this shift. Due to the shift that takes place when an earthquake occurs, people will experience different things. You may feel excitement but you also may fear, experience fear. And there can be an unsettling because it's something that you hadn't expected to happen when it took place. It can bring awareness. It can wake you up and cause conversations to start. And boy, was everyone talking about that earthquake in Geelong last year. When you hear the word shift, what comes to your mind? It's all right, you don't have to put up your hand. You know, a shift means to move or cause to move from one place to another. For all of us, we experience shifts in our lives. In the natural, it could, like, could look like getting married or it could like, look like loss. It could like, look like just starting a new health regime or a beauty regime. It could be a shift in changing your job. It could be the experience of a health issue there are so many shifts that you and I will experience in our lifetime. What about spiritually? What do you think a shift could mean? What does it look like when God causes a shift in your life? A shift directed by God is a supernatural move from one place to another or a slight change in position or direction. God wants us, you and I, to go on a journey of discovering who He is. 
And as we become aware of who He is in our life, as we become aware of who He is on our journey, it brings fresh awakening. It brings fresh awareness of those things in our hearts and our lives that we've maybe have been struggling with. We can now begin to work on those things with His grace, with His power and His truth. An awakening to who He is, a shift in our awareness that He is God and He is working on our side. You know, Abraham experienced a shift in his position. God spoke to him about a shift in position. And this was a huge decision for him to make, a decision to move away from his family, a decision to move away from familiarity, a decision to move away from loved ones. And there was, this was something new that he was about to experience. And I'm sure he experienced fear and excitement with what was about to take place. This shift in position was directed by God. And in Genesis 12, 1 and 2 and 4 to 6, it says this. Now the Lord had said to Abram, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I'll make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him and Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haram. So then Abram, Abram took Sarah, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their possessions that they had gathered and the people whom they had acquired in Haram, and they departed to go to the land of Canaan. So they came to the land of Canaan. For Abraham, this shift was directed by God and he obeyed God's direction in this time. You know, he also experienced a shift in relationships. Sometimes when God is preparing you for a shift, there may be changes in your relationships with your family and friends. It's not because there is something wrong But on your journey, you may find yourself going on a different trajectory to those around you. It can feel like a letting go with what is familiar, but it is actually God shifting you into a new position. So please don't hold back. Please know that God has got you. And the letting go is actually a change for you in position. Abraham experienced this shift with a family member, his nephew Lot. In Genesis 13, 8 to 9, it says this, So Abram said to Lot, Please let there be no strife between you and me and between my herdsmen and your herdsmen, for we are brethren, we are family. Is not the whole land before you? Please separate from me. If you take the left, then I'll take the right. If you take the right, then I'll take the left. You know, what could that look like for us today? It could be a change in your role at work where people around you have to now see you differently. It could be having a family and your accessibility of your time is now now shifted because there is a new focus in your life. It could be a shift in your children becoming adults and that relationship just begins to naturally change. There are shifts that take place in our relationships, but be aware that God is doing it for your benefit. For, your, for His glory, it's not to withhold. It's not to take away. It's because there is something supernatural that God is moving you from, from here to here. Not a separation to, for you to feel lost, but a separation 
into seeing something so much more, something new, a land before you flowing with milk and honey that you never, ever expected to see. You know, when I got married, there was a shift in my relationships with my family. It's not because I didn't stop loving them. It wasn't because um, there was anything wrong, as you know. But it was just that natural time. I had to move away and move away from a, lot, from a distance too, in a distance. But, and too, with my housemates, you know, we had got along so well, but then there was a shift with them. And you know what? I then had to put in practices and processes in my life so that those relationships could still continue on. You know, there's things that we will need to do in our relationships. And there was things that God would direct us to do in our relationships. But let me tell you, it is all for His glory. And it's actually for your benefit. So don't struggle. Don't strive. Just allow God to hold your hand and lead you through that process of your change with the relationships. He had a shift in His promises and plans. This is Abraham. And we too may experience a shift in the promises and plans that God has for us. After Abraham separated from Lot, God spoke to him about direction in his life. And in Genesis 13, 14 to 15, it says, And the Lord said to Abraham, Abram, after Lot had separated from him, lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward and westward, For all the land which you see, I give to you and your descendants forever. What a mighty promise from God. Abraham may have been experiencing loss from the fact that Lot was now separated from him, but God was wanting to show him a new trajectory. Sometimes due to different experience that we may go through, maybe loss, it may be pain, it may be unmet expectations. It can leave us feeling stuck like we're going through the motions and we're not really sure which way to go, left or to the right. But what is God wanting us to do when we're feeling like this? He wants us to separate from those things that have caused us to feel stuck and wants to show us the next step in our journey. And then take the time to pause, lift our eyes, drawing it aside what He has for us. I have a new set of behaviours for you to help you in your relationships and that will strengthen your relationships. I have a different way for you to respond in situations. Like with Pastor Naomi, when she was at the supermarket, a different way to show grace to people. That was God showing something to her, a new way of seeing yourself. God has the truth and He wants you to see yourself the way He sees you this morning. And there may be because of that a shift that needs to take place in your life, a shift of seeing yourself one way to now seeing the way God has always, always seen you. You are the apple of His eye. He has great plans and purposes for you, but there are times where we need to do a separating of pain, a separating of loss, a separating of unmet expectations, a separating of those things that may hold us in place, that may hold us or lock us into that pain and that loss and that grief that we're feeling. And God is saying, I'm coming around you. My arms are around you at this time because I don't want you to be stuck anymore. I don't want you to be held to that pain and that loss and that grief anymore. But I want you to move forward. I want you to move forward in all that I have for you. Lift your eyes. 
Lift your eyes. Look to the north, the south, the east, the west. I'm not great with the directions, but you know what I mean. Look to the north, the south, the east, the west. Open your eyes and see what I have for you. No more longer being stuck in a miry clay, but being set free because of the presence of God who is real and tangible in our lives this morning. This morning, I believe that God is unstucking. Is, uh, people that have been stuck are going to be no longer stuck. Sorry, that didn't come out the right way. But hear me here, I declare in people's hearts and lives right now, I declare in families right now that there is something that God is doing in your heart and your life this morning. There is a separation that's taking place. Please don't think, oh, I've got a grip onto it. Let go and let God take you where He is wanting you to go. You may have been going this way. You may have been walking with confidence, but right now God is changing the directory of people's hearts and lives in this place this morning. Families are being changed in the name of Jesus. Families are being changed in the name of Jesus. People in here are being changed because of the power and the might of Jesus. What a great God we serve. What a great God we serve. No longer being stuck, but lifting our eyes and seeing where God is taking us to do. New direction, new plans and purposes. For some of you this morning, it is a fresh start. You can leave the past behind. It is a fresh start. I don't have to look at those mistakes anymore. I don't have to look at the things that I did that I feel shame about. God is saying, no longer being stuck, but you are moving away from those things because of the grace and the love that He has for you. Amen. I know I've said this to you before, but in my 20s, I remember experiencing that feeling that God had favourites because of what I'd experienced as a child. And there was that moment where I, where I had that awareness that, you know what, God does not have favourites. And I had to separate from that truth because that was not the right truth. I had to change my mindset. You know, one thing I had to do, I had to realise that the circumstances that I went through wasn't because God had favourites. It's just that sometimes that's what happens in life. And I tell you, changing that viewpoint brought so much freedom to my life. I could then say, you know, this may happen, but I know God still loves me because He doesn't have favourites. I was no longer stuck to that wrong mindset, but I now walked in freedom and all that He had for me. It took time but I did get there because I knew that truth that God doesn't have favourites and He loves me. So if God is orchestrating a shift in your life, what might you be experiencing? There may be feelings of excitement or uncertainty, expectation and anticipation, or you may be feeling unsettled. There could be friction, like with those tectonic plates between your plans and God's plans. It can leave you feeling uncomfortable because you know there is something that He wants you to look into and receive His help and truth for. You can be feeling excited for the new things that are going to happen, discovering God, discovering healing, discovering change. 
you know, I was, for those that may not know, I was actually born in Adelaide, uh, born and bred, as they say. And uh, my parents moved over here, I think it was in 98 um, and 99. Sorry, I hear that, hear that voice. And, uh, and I knew after a couple of years that um, I was going to eventually move here. But the timing that when I thought, you know, I think it's my time to move, I suddenly just felt, nah, this is not the right time. I'm not sure why, but it was very clear that it wasn't the right time. So at the start of 2003, I began to feel really unsettled. And I couldn't work out why. You know, I thought about it, I prayed about it, I talked about it, but I just could not shake this feeling of feeling unsettled. And then I went to church um, one morning and someone prophesied. And as soon as I heard those words of truth, I just knew, oh, it's actually now time to go. I need to make plans. I need to make plans to move, to, uh, to come over to Adelaide. And I now understood why I had been feeling unsettled. God had allowed that to happen to move me to action. Plans that he had already been aware of, he was now allowing me to be aware of. And through that time, I then worked out what was going on and I took uh, the next term I had, I worked and then I was, I was here. And aren't you glad I'm here? Thank you, Lord. All glory to him, of course. So the process of a shift when we go through a shift, what processes does God want us to experience? This morning, I want to look at the Israelites and their experience, the processes that God wanted to take them through during their shift. Now, as the people began to make their way towards Canaan, the land that God had promised them, they had been in the wilderness for about a year after leaving Egypt. When they're about halfway to Canaan on the outskirts, so to speak, Moses, in preparation for the shift, sent 12 men to spy out the land and come back with a report. What the land looks like, for example, were there crops growing? What water supplies did they see? Who was living there? What nations could they identify? What were their cities like? And was there easy access to their territory? And to bring back samples of the produce, for example, what varieties of fruits were available? And for me right now, it would be, can you please bring back the variety of cheeses that you have available? I could say chocolate, but I'm just cheese at the moment. <laughs> you know, this is what we do when we buy a house. We go check it out. We don't just go, okay, let's just buy this one. We check it out. We check out the neighbourhood. We work out what amenities are close to us. So if there's shops and schools close by, and this was the opportunity for these people at this time to experience the fulfilment of the promise of God had for them, the promised land. This had always been God's intention and now they are on the cusp of experiencing the reality of it. They were on the cusp of experiencing a shift. When the spies returned, they gave their report and there was such a reaction. Now you might be thinking it was a good reaction. There was reaction to the size, sizes of the city because they were large and well protected. There was a reaction to the different peoples that were living there because they were strong and we looked weak in their sight. There was a reaction to God. How can you do this to us? What are you doing, Lord? We don't understand. And in Numbers 13, 27 to 29, it says this. Then they told him, this is the spies, and said, we went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong, 
The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, the Hittites, the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the banks of the river. The report from the 10 spies was not favourable. The reaction from the people upon hearing this unfortunately showed what was in their hearts, a lack of trust to God. And what did they say? How can a promised land have giants? We can't defeat these people. How are we going to make this place our home? And how are our children going to be safe? How is this going to work? What are you thinking, God? I don't think you've got this right. They refused to listen to what Caleb had to say. They didn't even bother to have a conversation with him. Well, how can we do it, Caleb? How can you be so confident? Can you share your experience with us? They didn't even try to have a conversation with God. You know, we have questions. We are not sure what to do. But can you show us? Can you help us to understand and process this shift? Help us to shift in our emotions and in our thinking. They kept pushing God away and expecting Moses to do it all for them and fix the situation. They kept God at an arm's length and didn't really want to learn how to trust Him. They refused to let God shift their hearts, which would have shifted their thinking. The things that they could have experienced if they had just let God into their lives. You know, the breakthrough they could have experienced if they just trusted God. The miracles that they could have experienced if they just trusted God. It wasn't too difficult because Joshua and Caleb had grasped this truth and had followed God and allowed that shift to take place in their hearts. You know, God wanted them to separate from their unbelief. But their refusal, but their refusal, but their refusal to separate shifted them out of what God wanted to do in their hearts and their lives by leading them into their promised land. And because of this decision, they found themselves wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. You know, what was the wilderness like? It was dry and desolate and barren. You know, how did they eat and drink when they were in the wilderness? Well, you know, God in His mercy and grace still provided for them. He provided manna every day. He provided water for them to drink so they wouldn't be thirsty. It says that He led in Deuteronomy 8, 15 to 16, He led you through the vast and dreadful wilderness, that thirsty and wasteless land with its venomous snakes and scorpions. He brought you water out of a hard rock. He gave you manna to eat in the wilderness something your ancestors had never known, to humble and test you so that in the end it might go well with you. You know, he didn't allow their clothes to wear out and they didn't get blisters on their feet. It says in Deuteronomy 8, 4, your clothes did not wear out and your feet did not swell during these 40 years. God led them in the wilderness and he protected them, a cloud by day and a fire by night. 40 years of this became all they knew. This was their new way of living. This was their new way of functioning. This was their daily life. And for the younger generation, this was all they knew. But the good news is they experienced. They experienced a shift in familiarity. Due to the agreement made with unbelief 40 years ago, that unbelief had to die out. 
And now 40 years later, they had another chance to enter the promised land. Aren't you glad God is so gracious and allows us to have other chances? I'm sure they experienced a myriad of emotions, excitement, uncertainty, maybe joy and fear, maybe feeling a bit uncomfortable. And in Deuteronomy 8, 7, 9, it says, For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land with brooks, streams and deep, deep springs gushing out into the valleys and hills, a land with wheat and barley, vines and fig trees, pomegranates, olive oil and honey, a land where bread will not be scarce and you'll be, you will lack nothing, a land where the rocks are iron and you can dig copper out of the hills. You know, for them, this was their chance to have a separation from familiarity. God had wanted them to separate from unbelief and allow a shift in their position from one of lack to one of faith and trust in God. This is new territory for them. Trusting God had to become the new familiar for them. The words of Caleb echoing down the corridor of time, with God, we can do this. I may not know everything yet or how this will all work out, but I know that I will trust in you. I can rely on your goodness to keep my family safe. This was something they had to continue to learn and grow in. This was a huge shift for them. 40 years of wandering led them to this point of separating from unbelief to trust in God. They were shifting from a familiar landscape to an unfamiliar landscape, a shift in unbelief to belief in God that would take, the, take down the giants where they could believe for breakthroughs and miracles in their own lives. So what does a shift in familiarity look like for us today? It may be something that's familiar to us like a routine, a way of thinking, a new way of responding and reacting, a way of responding and reacting. When you're in the middle of a shift, a shift of the familiar to the new, there may be things that happen that don't make sense to you. You might feel vulnerable or exposed, but don't panic or be fearful or draw back. In order for God to shift us into the new, He has to shift us out of the old ways of reacting, processing and dealing with situations. During this time, don't make permanent decisions based on temporary emotions. They experienced a shift in what they saw. You know, they had to separate from unbelief. And through that, they were able to look up and see all that God had for them. It enabled them to have a shift in how they saw God. Not relying on Moses anymore, but looking to God for themselves. Choosing to have those conversations with God. I have this problem. I have this situation. What strategy do I now use to see the change that I need? I have this situation with a family member. Show me the path to bring restoration to their life. The opportunities they now had to rely on God and His ways for their life. As they separated from unbelief, they could actually see the gland that God had given them, the resources that were at their disposal. No more manna, but now produce of the land and springs of water. The land that was to become their own, where they could build a place and settle. Because of the shift, they could now see all the good things that God had provided. As they separated from unbelief, they could see that yes, there were giants in the land and yes, there were nations with fortified cities, but now there was a shift in how they saw themselves. We are no longer grasshoppers. 
This morning, you and I are no longer grasshoppers, but we are more than conquerors as we allow that shift to take place, as we move away and separate from unbelief, seeing us how God sees us. You know, they saw walls come down, walls that were considered to never be able to move or break or fall down. But they saw them fall down because of the power of God, because they allowed that shift to take place. They allowed that separation to take place of unbelief and shift to the way God saw them and what He had for their lives. You know, for us, as we allow God's shift in our lives, as we choose to trust Him, as we separate from unbelief, we can see things come to pass that we've been believing for. We can see our children change by the power of God as we hold on to Him. We can see family members coming to know Him as we hold on to Him. We can see breakthroughs. We can see healings. We can see miracles as we separate from unbelief and trust God. Choose to trust God in the shift this morning. Isaiah 43, 19 says this, For I'm about to do something new. Let me declare that prophetically. I am about to do something new. Can you feel it? Can you see it? Do you know it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the wasteland. As we choose to separate, as we choose to look up, we are seeing a new plan and purpose that God has for us. We are no longer grasshoppers. We are more than conquerors through Christ who gives us strength. You know, this morning, there is a shift that God is wanting to do in our hearts and our lives and in our families. Is there something that you know God is asking you to separate from? Something that you know that God has been gently speaking to you about? It could be something that is causing you to feel stuck. Something that you keep going back to. Stuck in ways of thinking, stuck in routines, stuck in pain, maybe stuck in unfamiliar behaviours. But God this morning is saying, I've got a shift for you, a shift in how you do things. Just with your eyes closed this morning, I'm just going to speak to two things. For those of you who don't know Jesus yet, and to every single one of us who's part of a family. Yeah, the, the first thing, for those of you who don't know Jesus this morning yet, one of the shifts that God has for every single person is to shift from being separated in relationship to, with God, to shift to be known by Him, loved by Him. He sent Jesus to the cross, grave and resurrection so that you could be known, so that you could shift from being separated to be personally known by God the Father. Only Jesus, only through Jesus can that happen. Romans 10 verse 9, it says, If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. No longer separated, shifted from a hopeless eternity into a God eternity through Christ. If that's you this morning, I want to give you the opportunity to respond personally to a relationship with God. If that's you, just with everyone's eyes closed for a moment, 
say, yeah, I, I want to know God personally. If that's you, can I ask you to put your hand up and say, yeah, that's me. Once you've done that, you can put your hand down. That's okay. So anyone this moment say, yeah, I, I need to shift from not knowing God personally to be known and loved by Him. Is there anyone this moment say, yeah, I, I need that. Don't let this moment pass you by. This is, this is Jesus coming to you this morning. Your Creator, the one who created you, loves you. If you're watching online this morning, this is for you as well. Maybe if you, if you haven't put your hand up in this room this morning, it's okay. It's not about hands this morning. It's about hearts this morning. And if you say, I, I want to know Him personally, I want to invite you today to pray this prayer after me. If you're watching online now or at a later time, pray this prayer as well, accepting Christ into your heart. Church, can you join me in praying also? Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you that you sent Jesus. I believe in my heart. I confess with my mouth that you raised Jesus. I surrender my life to you. I repent of my sin and I turn to you. Today, I'm known by you. In Jesus' name, amen. Greatest prayer you can ever pray. The first prayer of salvation, amen. We pray that that message was a blessing to you. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, first of all, congratulations. We think that that is incredible. And secondly, if you go to gc.org.au forward slash first steps, our team has put together some resources as well as there's some information there for how you can get in contact with one of our pastors because we'd love to encourage you and connect you into the life of the church.